Of course now the fly disappears. Well, he saw your your less than inconspicuous giant green fly swatter hand. <laughs> you should probably get something a little more subdued. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I'm... <laughs> It is going to go down. He's going down at some point. I am going to smash this fly. There's nothing worse than a fly. Oh, there he is. He's up on the window. Oh. Is it like a fly fly or like like one of those little gnat kind of nah, flies? it's a fly. It's the, uh, we're in Australia, mate. Okay. We have gnats. Okay. We just have yeah, big honking flies. Yeah. So it's probably like the size of a crow and it's just circling <laughs> you in your office. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Why do you think we have huntsmen that are so huge? Like they've got full meals at every time of the day. Everything's in proportion. Sit, like our spiders sit down with a knife and fork and, you know, get into it. He's about to serve one up on a big green hand. It's buzzing around. I'll get, a, I'll get a picture of that in the notes for everybody to see his big green hand. It's quite impressive. Oh, did we get him? Nah, I think he just flew away. Oh, come on. <laughs> I put something down first. First, yeah. Yeah, or Furstenberg, nice guy, but this is first. What is he has a brother called Second, like, or a relative Secondenberg? Th- you'd hate to be Thirdenberg. Well, that rolls off the tongue. Well, or Fourthenberg, which just sounds like the first name, but mispronounced. So my, my, my seven-year-old who's just lost his two front teeth would probably, he's trying to say Furstenberg, but he's actually saying Fourthenberg, Furthenberg. <laughs> Anyway, continuing the tech-adjacent bit in the sense that we're not currently talking about technology, this is something that I wanted to bring up because I'm sure that you two and listeners will have thoughts. I want to talk about eggs, and I mean eggs that come out of a chicken that you cook generally and eat with meals. Now, I have a difficult relationship with the egg, and I can confirm that Natasha agrees with this. Somewhere along the line in Australia, people decided that all breakfast meals, unless it's a pancake or pikelet or flapjack or crepe or whatever you want to call it, everything needs to have egg in it. And most of the time it will be poached, fried or boiled, right? Yes, Jason. Question, is there a difference between a flapjack and a pancake? I don't know, but I just know that Americans use that word, so I wanted to be inclusive. Just checking. Go ahead. You can look that up while I'm speaking if you want. (laughs) Um, I just remember gold member said in Austin Powers is a synonym for the pancake. So off you go. Anyway, uh, I like eggs, but I don't like yolk. So what I'm getting Mm. at here is that I like scrambled eggs. Now I've tried eggs in many forms. I've tried them boiled and painted during Macedonian Orthodox Easter with my relatives. I've tried them runny in bacon and egg rolls. I've tried them in dinners, breakfasts, lunches, whatever. It does not matter how the yolk is presented. I think it's putrid. Okay. It ruins everything that it touches. Right. And it came to my mind to bring up recently because I went to a cafe and I noticed that they had a sausage and egg roll. Everything was egg and that was the most palatable. And I went up to the counter and I said, uh, you do the sausage and egg roll, right? And they said, well, yes. And I said, 
What are the chances of that being scrambled other than what I assume is runny yolk everywhere? And they looked at me like I was diseased. But they obliged, they did it, and it was delicious. So I want to know from you two, what's your preference as far as egg? Do you eat it or not? And do you like it running over every other thing on said dish to the point that it, that it just obliterates flavor? Go on. This is highly surprising to me, first of all, that this is such a... You wouldn't think an egg yolk would be that much of a controversial food topic for someone. Um, to me, to me, it's the fact that everyone assumes that everyone wants egg in a certain style. I just, and why is scrambled such a big deal? Right, but you're saying like any style is like it's a nope for sure. It's the yolk that's the trouble. Yeah, you just don't want it regardless. So your your preferred style is egg white. It sounds like. Yeah, white I have no problem with when it's cooked. Yeah, it's the yolk. Okay. But scrambled is okay, which includes the yolk. It totally changes the texture. When I when I eat yolk, particularly when it's like, let's say boiled, I get the same kind of feeling as if I eat something like liver or pate. I find the whole flavor and texture of it to be strange and grainy. So it's not the yolk. It is the presentation of the yolk. No, it's it the yolk. It's like. disgusting. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to get you back into Team Yolk, and it's not. It doesn't sound like Never. it's working. I've tried it for years, and I'm not. I'm not actually a fussy eater. It's one of the few things that I find repulsive. Andrew, do they eat yolk uh, on the western side? I love myself a yolk. So good. Although my yolk, I only like yolk if it's runny. If it's gone hard inside and powdery, unless it's in like a deviled egg, you know, the sort of on a on a plate with the with the thing on the orange stuff on top. Oh, that's okay. That's paprika. Yeah, that's the one. It's the only time I want a dry egg yolk. I want a runny egg yolk. There's nothing better. So wait a minute. You bring up a deviled egg. Is that because of your American connection? I think so, because I used to or have Or is a deviled egg actually a thing there? Well, no, not anymore. I think it was in the 70s. Um, oh, yeah, of course. But yeah, yeah. I, I think it came from my American heritage, because I remember having them quite a lot as a kid, and I do miss them. And very occasionally you will see one, like once every eight years you see one and you're like, oh, I'm going to get get into those bad boys. And I have thought about making them and then I look at the recipe and I'm like, eh, seems like a lot of effort. <laughs> um, but no, I like uh, a runny... Devil eggs are the I best. I like a runny yolk. It's nothing bad. That's why I, I, when I get a bacon and egg sandwich, I'm always worried that it's going to have been like, sitting around for too long and the egg, will, the egg yolk will have congealed and that destroys it. And then you just need to squirt a lot of barbecue sauce on it to compensate. But if I could get a yolk... Aren't you ever bothered by the thought that you're, like, ingesting uncooked chicken liquid? Hmm. I prefer not to use that. That's just, a, that's just a label you don't want to use. But that's what it is. I know, but it's delicious when it's just warm. You know, it's, it's warmed up. And, like, a, a poached warmed egg? Warmed up chicken liquid. Yep, you're selling it. Poached egg? Oh, man. Where it's, when you just cut into it, it just goes... Poof. And the chicken liquid just drizzles over everything else. It's delicious. Love that chicken liquid. It's so good. Jason, you just sent a photo of a box or tray of eggs in our iMessage yes. chat. What's the deal? Are yeah. you trying to trigger me we here? Just, we just got those, actually. We just got a giant box of uh, chicken eggs from a local local person. And um, they're very good. And their yolks are delicious. And actually more orange, I find, than... Um, 
than kind of the ones you would normally get. Store-bought yolks are pathetic. If you if you get any, like you've got their homegrown homegrown chickens where the 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 yolk is almost fluorescent because they've been so well cared for and they've eaten good food and wandered around the garden. It's a deep hemispheric views orange yes. for sure. Yeah, that's what you want. So maybe Martin, maybe Martin, maybe Martin doesn't not like yolk. Maybe he's only ever had bad yolk. No, I've had yolk around the world and it's not good. Around the world yolk. That's the thing. I'm I'm when it comes hemispheric to my eating, like yolks. I said. I'm not fussy about it, and I will actually revisit foods that I know that I didn't like in the hope or with the openness that I could like it again. Sweet potato is another one. Sweet potato, I think, is a lie. It's neither a potato nor sweet. It's just weird. Um, what? It's the king of the potatoes. It's not. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lie, okay? It's like, oh, this is sweet. No, it's not chocolate sweet. Have you roasted a sweet potato? And it gets all gooey. Yes, it gets all I've tried gooey it. Chunky, in the I've tried it as and crispy on the outside. Gooey is not what I call it. I, I would say burnt and disappointing. You're an insane man. I'm not. No. And look, the, no. Listen to me here. There's a fantastic restaurant not far from here called uh, Fig Tree Gourmet Kitchen. Right? It's a Wollongong place. It's kind of switched around the years. As a kid, even though I wasn't a huge fan of sweet potato, I loved their sweet potato fries because they were crunchy. I got the appreciation of flavor. I enjoyed them, so I'll eat them. But over time, and I still like the restaurants, I'm not crapping on them here, their sweet potato fries have gotten chunkier and chunkier to the point that they're softer and just essentially sweet potato oven and oven. I don't like that. I want fries. So occasionally you get a crispier one that gets that kind of thing that you're going for. Mm. But if it's not, it's just a chunky piece of mountain vegetable. Not into it. So we've got chicken chicken liquid, chunky no. mountain <laughs> vegetables. So that's like your ideal breakfast. I will have some chicken liquid with a side of chunky mountain vegetables, please. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's what you want. It's a very rustic cafe. I think that menu is very, very catered to a certain. Oh, kind you're going to find you're going to find the chicken liquid everywhere, and sometimes it's going to be runny, and sometimes it's not. <laughs> but look, if I order a burger or a McMuffin, uh-huh. there's one. Like I'll order a sausage McMuffin, but sometimes for some reason people here and egg in the middle didn't ask for that, <laughs> and I get the rogue egg. The best part of that is because they've made it powdery, as uh, Andrew sold with that very. Uh, convincing adjective uh i can just cut it out so i just cut out this little (laughs) yellow disc of hate and then i just have the albumin which is all right albumin's fine so wait isn't a mcmuffin egg and sausage and a biscuit isn't that what a mcmuffin is a biscuit oh that's the american term no no we, we call them english muffins it's McMuffin. Well, no, I think we have we have both. You, we have one that's a biscuit and one that's a, now. When you uh, say biscuit, uh, we're, in Australia we're talking about something that you dip into your tea yeah, or have it like afternoon a, tea. Yeah, like, I don't know what the hell do you guys call it. You call it a scone. Sure. Yeah, where it's more We've like crumbly, kind of. But crumbly. Yeah, I know this is confusing. Look, here you have the option at least you can have it with or without egg. I order it without egg. Sometimes people miss here or they're just used to the standard. They put egg in it. I cut part of it out, the offending part, and I move on with my life and try not to blame them too much. That's how it works. Is it called a McBiscuit? So a McMuffin is just the muffin in a sausage? It's essentially a breakfast burger, but in the style of an English muffin, which is a slightly different type of bread. 
Not a yeah, crumpet, no, I, not a muffin yeah, yeah, yeah. like you take top and bottom. Uh, it's an English muffin. No. Particularly not in the English kind of Australian parlance. No. No. And we'd call that a McBicky. Of course you would. Yeah, McBicky would be. And, and in, in fact, I don't know why that never took off because we've always had McDonald's biscuits, but they call them cookies, which I don't agree with, but we move on. Why did we not call them McBickies? They're very sweet. Now, that's sweet. Thank you. Is a sweet potato? Not really. See, we're talking about different things here. Where are we at in the egg front now? <laughs> You're allowed to like it. I don't. And all I'm asking for, I'm not saying people can't enjoy egg. I think it's fantastic that we have so many different ways of enjoying egg. I just don't know to be looked at like I'm diseased because I don't happen to enjoy warmed up chicken liquid. I will continue to look at you as though you were diseased, but I do have one follow up question. Go on. A hard cooked egg? Is that no. that's out for you as well? I just don't like the flavor of yolk in whatever like kind of runniness to powdery you know, state it is on the spectrum. I don't like that flavor. But if it is a scrambled egg, it's okay because it's sort of mixed and like yes. masked by the rest. Correct. That- the texture changes entirely okay. and the albumin Got it. smooths out or dilutes its flavor. What about an omelette? It's fluffy. It's fluffy. You do an omelette? Yeah, omelettes are good because that's essentially scrambled. That's a fluffy kind of egg. Yeah. They're great. So you see, I like egg. I just don't want this yellow crap enforced on me. I got a crave. I got a real craving now for a soft boiled egg. I'm slamming some eggs for some just sloppy, sloppy chicken eggs for for dinner tonight, for sure. Totally. See, sloppy, another word that doesn't sell it. It's like, mm, I love me some slop. No. Just run, gooey, just oh, running down yeah, your hand, yeah, yeah. like can't even contain just lick it. it. It's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, just off right arm. off the ar- forearm, yeah. just yellow. Love it. Okay. And well, this is the yolk corner. Yolk corner. Yep. Do you remember when we started this podcast and we thought it would be like techie? You know, be like, oh, we're going to talk a lot of tech on this podcast, and now we've we've meandered through the yolk corner. Wow. Yeah, it's almost not even adjacent anymore. It's just sort of non-existent. <laughs> well, I can see something kind of technological as the next topic. Off you go, Jason. Another day, another scammer. Yeah, that was fun. I just thought I would do my bit my bit of awareness for the community and let them know about a little fun scam that happened recently. Um, so we have a Discord server. I think most folks know that. If you don't, jump on in. It's great. Everyone there is lovely. Um, I got a DM direct message from someone saying something to the effect of, Hey, is this your steam profile or whatever? I was like, it was, it was clearly my steam profile. So I said, uh, well, yeah, that's me. Didn't know. I thought maybe on the off chance, somebody maybe listened to the show or something, or just found me through my website or something. Anyway, I was like, yeah, that's me. And then they went into this long thing about how they had reported me for like stealing money from them or something, <laughs> but by mistake, they wanted me to know that it was a mistake. They accidentally did it. I was like, oh, shoot. So I'm playing along like from the get go right away. I'm, I'm playing along I'm like, oh, that's so terrible. Oh no. What are we going to do? That sounds so bad. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's real bad. You're going to get like perm- permanently banned and like all your games are going to be taken away. And I was like, oh, geez, that sounds so real and scary. So <laughs> the best part was that they were like, yeah, 
but I think we can fix it. It's like, oh, geez, thank goodness. <laughs> Not only did you present me with a problem, but also a solution. This is so perfect. Why am I even here? You should just take care of it. Um, and then the solution turned out to be to contact Steam support. Wait for it via direct message in discord to a very specific one guy his handle i was like wow so steam a multi-country huge probably one of the biggest platforms in the world uses one guy as a dm in discord for its support is this like the Tasmanian guy Andrew met on support once? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, we were one step away from the guy in Tasmania doing screen sharing with me to get my stuff fixed. That guy was legit. Come on now. It seemed really legit. Yeah, he had screenshots. He, he had little red arrows pointing, telling me exactly where to click just so I didn't mess it up. Um, so I told him, long story short, I told him that I contacted Steam through their actual support just in case, because, you know, this this was really serious. And he sort of just never came back to me. It was very weird. After I, I played along for, for so long, I got no payoff from it. But I will just say, there are scammers literally everywhere trying to screw you over in any possibility that they can. And it's always that thing where they present you with something and then immediately try to turn up the heat by saying that there's this some time like in finite time frame in which if you don't do something bad things will happen speaking of scams this month uh, you have a very short period to sign up to one prime plus where you can actually hear the most recent episode where we spoke about the experience of bullying extroversion and introversion so sign up now or uh, yeah we'll empty your bank accounts oneprimeplus.com <laughs> it's in the scam have you ever had one of those bad dreams where it's it has a it's a bunch of little dreams but they have like a theme across all of them even though they're all very different topics is that Sorry, ever within the same you? night or across different within nights? the same night same night yeah no i have a very different kind of dream style that happens and over again but you go first okay so this was one of those where every little i'll call them micro dreams let's go with that Every dream was something like going wrong or being terrible. Oh. And one of them was related to the both of you. And maybe it's happening. It could be happening right now. And I just don't know it. I hope not. But what happened was we're going through, doing the show, recording, all is well. And then we go to do the three, two, one, stop computer frozen get back in audio file nowhere to be found that is a nightmare it recorded nothing for like an hour and a half it was i i full-on panic in the dream like i didn't know what to do i was did you remember that we also have the backup for the remote recording on our end no no i did not (laughs) <laughs> I don't think we had it in this scenario. It was a, it was truly, oh. this is the only place this data exists and it is now gone. It was really, really scary. I will have, you know, of all of the things in of the micro dreams, that was the scariest one and arguably probably the least important of all the things that happened in these dreams. But in my brain, that was the most important one. So Wow. I'm imagining what an episode without you would sound like, even if you were there to be like, so how's everything going in Portland, Jason? 
Yeah, the weather looks great. Oh, really? <laughs> That's a good one. It would just be like nonsense. <laughs> That's what it would have been like. And I, I don't know why it I sound published. so stupid, but that's what the voice that I put on. So, <laughs> so that was my horrible nightmare. Um, I hope it never actually happens, and I hope this is not that coming to reality right now. I won't go into full detail, but just because I made reference earlier uh, to the types of dream that I have, I don't really have nightmares, but if I do have a bad or unsettling kind of dream, they're generally in some sort of liminal space. I'm always trying to find something or somewhere or a destination through an empty space where I can hear people who I can't see. It's very weird. I would like Martin to have a dream where he is trapped inside an egg, just like like Matrix style <laughs> in the yolk, you know, as, as Neo comes right. out of that scoop. Yeah. But it's Martin coming out of the goop and the goop is egg yolk. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> so you just want me to be in the Matrix, but it's a tub of yolk. Yes, what an amazing dream that would be. Because it, it would be kind of like, I'm in the Matrix, this is cool. And suddenly you're like, so you're hyped up for this dream, it's really cool. And then you burst out and you realize that it's just egg yolk. And suddenly the dream turns into a nightmare. That would be amazing. Chicken juice all the way down. So it's basically the fifth movie, but Keanu Reeves is substituted for me and it's called The Matrix Yoko Erections or something. Yeah, I would like this a lot. That sounds bad. I don't really work. <laughs> yeah. I think we could workshop that title a little bit, but... You could have some musical intermission inter- sort of thing in the movie, and it could be, you could call it Yoko Ono. Oh, very good. I'm sure that's what she was going for with all of her career. Should we move on? I went to a, um, a basketball launch event, the Mighty Perth Redbacks organization no you did yeah i did you i did i know basketball who would have thought did you jump through hoops to get to that oh, one that's clever <laughs> but it made me think a little bit about a question so in that environment the players are kind of like the stars of the show you know like there's there's sponsors and there's people like me on the periphery and there's other stuff but nobody really cares about those people it's it's about the players as the, as the stars of the night. And then you go to other events and there'll be, you know, VIPs that sit at the top table for the dinner and that kind of thing. Might be a politician. It might be a business person. It might be a, a well-regarded speaker, a media personality, whatever the case may be. The VIP of the night, right? So as a ordinary person, when you go to events like that, do you feel a compulsion to go and talk to the VIP or do you kind of think yes. I need to actively <laughs> avoid the VIP because I'm just going to look like a twerp going in like in trying to ingratiate myself with the VIP person, even though you could say that's kind of why you're there in the first place, but do they really want to talk to you? Like they don't. So I generally go in with the view of, I am not going to engage with the VIP. I'm almost just going to play it cool. Like I'm here I'm VIP on my own right. I don't need to talk to the nominated VIP. Um, so, but then I feel like maybe I'm missing the whole point of the thing. But then when you talk to the VIP, what do you say? You're just like, oh, hi, I'm like not as important as you tonight. But another night, I might be more important than you. So it's very conflicting. Like tonight. Like right, right now, now. I'm the VIP. Right now. I'm like right you here, host of Hemisphere Reviews. Like everybody wants a piece of me That's right good now. to know our place here, Jason. I'm very encouraged by this. So two plebs and a star. That's the that's the new slogan for the show. Hemisphere views. Two plebs and a star. 
So guys, I'm asking you, what's your take? Because generally I find that I don't engage with the VIP. And I'm really curious to know how you two interface these sort of events. Talk me through it. Martin, I think you already answered. Martin already answered. Yeah, but I have more to say. Um, Surprise. What? So, yes, I do like to say hello, but it all depends on context, right? Now, I think at the type of event that you're talking about, where someone is there because they have something special to say or they're a keynote speaker or a guest of honour, whatever, they are there in the context that they have something of value to say to the community or the audience that has assembled right? So you don't have to go and annoy them and you choose your timing correctly, or maybe there's a head table or a certain group that is separate. So you don't interfere. I don't know, but I think it's encouraging or worthwhile to at least go and say something. If you have something interesting and valuable to say, because you're kind of acknowledging the point of why they were there in the first place. If everyone had the attitude of, I don't want to go and bother them, then they would be invited to an event when no one speaks to them. It doesn't really make sense. So I think if you pick your timing right and have something interesting to say or something to ask about relevant to their career or their appearance, it's good. But if you're out at a restaurant and they're enjoying a meal and you go, oh, it's such and such in the corner and you've bothered them in what is otherwise a private time, that's bad. So just pick your moment is what I'm saying. And don't be annoying. Good answer. If anyone's in Wollongong and they see Martin out to dinner, bother him. Please, people just do. go right up there. You don't have to tell them like, that. They go up to him and say, so tell me, what's Andrew Canyon really like? Because <laughs> he seems amazing. Say, well, he's he's a star. He's just, you know, I kind of sweat in his presence. Not just because my study is hot, but because he's just such a star. Like, oh, I'm VIP, very important personality. Where do I stand on this? So I will fly into that room so fast towards this VIP, just all just ready to go and then my brain will catch up to my body and be like you this is not you absolutely do not go talk to this person ever you should leave right now and then uh, that's usually how that will go for me so it's it's a it's a strong start and a very very weak finish it's so intriguing to me jason you that you have this anxiety about talking because i think you 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 can talk you and you, you you sound intelligent like I barely keep it together talking to you guys. Amazing. I'm fine. It's the star that we have here. I'm, it's the star power that's just like, I need to almost video mute him because it's just, <laughs> I'm, I see, I'm fumbling for words right now because of the, the personality that's just overtaking yeah. me. It, it just depends. And look, for anyone who listens to the episode that we just put out on One Prime Plus, which features a discussion about extroversion and introversion. A lot of this comes down to the context. I think if you remember that we're all human beings and we all have strengths and foibles and funny quirks, a lot of the time it's the event or the space and the context of it that makes you comfortable or uncomfortable. And that might be really obvious, but think about when you walk into a library or a church with the very same people you were just talking to outside and suddenly it's, Mm. you just adjust. Whereas if you saw that famous person ordering coffee in front of you at a takeaway shop or something, and you just said to them, oh, love your work, been following you forever, and they'd say, no worries, thanks, mate, and move on. There's no problem. It's that feeling of we have assembled everyone in a special room and everyone gets all kind of jittery about it. We're all just people and just say hi. Well, people, let me know what you're doing. Back in the Discord, here's your call to action. 
jump in the Discord. Tell us what you oh, do. Oh, he's pulling in the CTA. Here, here it is. That so is the, it. the call to action is: How do you feel talking to me, host <laughs> of Hemispheric Views? Yeah. <laughs> do you get a little thrill whenever Andrew Kenyon pops into the chat? Oh man! <laughs> every time I get, every time I get that iMessage, I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> Hey, I sent you two really valuable iMessages just yesterday, so don't you be criticizing my iMessages. I would I would never. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I just wanted to take a moment to share this because maybe I can move this into this information from a chat with Jason Burt to a chat with the hemispheric views because Jason and I have had a thing for a long time where we 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 don't value sabbaticals. We think the idea of sabbatical is a bit of a bit corny. A bit silly. Mm. And yet we are mm. inundated with podcasts in our world where sabbaticals are seem to be the most amazing thing that you could ever do. And there's constant talk of sabbaticals. So whenever I hear a podcast... Can you... Because I've heard this, but can you define sabbatical as you're both intolerant of for the show? Well, I think that I think that's, that's the problem. It, it's not the sabbatical, the term, or what it actually is. It's the usage of the word for seemingly anything you ever do that is not going to work for any amount of time between one day and six years. See, I would call that a holiday. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it seems like but the thing that gets me about sabbaticals, it seems like you don't go to work, but you still spend this entire r&r period thinking about work and how you can do work better and it's like dude just chill out just just stop this cult of productivity is unhealthy just take a break so whenever i hear anything about sabbatical i thanks to the wonderful feature of overcast where you can clip an audio piece and share it with somebody I will, I will clip that piece. Guess who he shares it <laughs> and with? And I share it with Jason because we have had conversations about sabbaticals and have both like gone, come on, what's going on? So I, it is it is joyful for me whenever I hear sabbatical mentioned. And I have taken it and I've turned it. It's been something that annoys me greatly to hear it be talked about. Now whenever I hear it talked about, I'm like, yes, I get to send this to Jason Burke. <laughs> Content for me. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> Ah, cut that off my chest. I feel better, actually. All right. I think you're also editing oh, yeah. this, so... Oh, let's, what are we at? 41 minutes? Okay, we've got four minutes, guys. Let's wrap it up. Four minutes. <laughs> Type 45! Whatever doesn't make it is what I'll edit as the next one prime plus. Think of it that way. Can I tell a short story? Yeah. Can I also bring in another corner? You've got three and a half minutes, apparently. No, well, we've got okay. the other content, so you've got about 90 seconds. Go. All right, now that's about all I need. So I'm going to bring in uh, what I call sayings corner. So the saying, it's my way or the highway. Is that uh, is that under, understood by both of you? Got it. Yep. Yes. Here's the story. We were driving from Oregon to Washington yesterday. DC. Lovely little drive. Uh, no, Washington Upstate. State. I was going to say that would be a long drive. Okay. Just right above us. Yeah. Real, real much shorter than DC. Driving up, uh, up five, highway five. Lovely little drive. Winding. Can you just say I, I five? Was it I five? I think I said highway five, but yeah. I five works as well. 
The five, if you're down in California. The interstate? The interstate. Sorry. Just get, um, Just enjoy the American... Run. Get out of story sorry, corner. Sorry, sorry, I'm in story sorry. corner right now. Get out. Mute. Report. Um, so I'm driving up the highway, and there's exits, as you can imagine. There's one. There's another one. What exit is coming up ahead? Oh, interesting. It is not any other exit other than Martin's Way. <laughs> And immediately, I see this sign that says Martin's Way. <laughs> I think to myself, it, it, it could not have been a faster connection where I think it's Martin's Way or the highway. <laughs> and what did I choose? I continued right on the highway. Oh, I did not take Martin's You're Way. You're going to for that. <laughs> But boy, did that just feel like I was breaking some kind of law. (laughs) It was too perfect. It just was so wonderful. So that was my short story about my way or the highway. Naturally, you did not reach your destination. (laughs) Surprisingly, I did, actually. I don't know what I would have found taking Martin's way, and I was a little bit concerned to do that. So we kept going with our original destination in mind, but... Just lets you know that every once in a while, Martin's Way or the Highway <laughs> does actually happen. That's amazing. <laughs> Show title. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, if you ever do take the I-5 again, as host of Hemispheric Views, Andrew just recommended, you got to tell us what was down Martin's Way. I think next time I would explore it. Yeah, we had, we had like a firm, we had a plan, so I didn't really want to deviate, but it would be interesting to see what's over there. Speaking of sayings, Andrew, I reckon in Australia, we should start saying what would annoy or confuse Americans, which would be, it's my path or the footpath. Ooh, is that your version of- Sidewalk. That's what you call the, the sidewalk or the pavement. We call it the footpath because it's the path where our feet go. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know if you're annoyed, but I just wanted to say it. What if it's not like a a concrete type sidewalk thing and it's like a dirt path? That would still be a footpath, right? Uh, it would just be a path, maybe. Um, oh, that's just a path. But you still but use I'm your just, feet. Yeah, yeah. But the footpath is formally the thing that ends in a gutter. Do you call it a gut or it's the curb? I don't know. It's getting confusing there. But it's the place where you walk to avoid getting hit by cars. Well, the curb is the actual fall off. The gutter is the part that's lower than the sidewalk. Yeah, I think we acknowledge that, but we just refer to the whole thing as the gutter. Like you fell in the gutter. I mean, they're kind of, it depends on which side you're coming from, right? Like if you're coming from the top side, you're, you're kind of curb to gutter. But if you're going the other way, you're gutter to curb. So Yeah. And we do have signs that say, please park rear to curb or something in certain aspects. So we do use the word, but I never hear anyone saying, oh, mind the curb. Yeah, because it's a cur- it's a curb as as though it's a barrier. It's a, it's yes. meant to stop from from going on to the footpath. My aim in this particular meandering section is just to say curb in other words so much that they lose all sense of meaning. It's starting to happen. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What's that? There's there's a thing for that, right? Where you say the same word so many times, we're just like, does that is it? My spelling that right? Does that even sound right anymore? Who am I? Curb. 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 Curb your enthusiasm. Curb. Curb. I like that show. Curb. You say curb. Curb it. 
Kerbit the Frog. Kerb. Um, Kerb. Tech, tech stuff, because that's what we're about. Oh, yeah. So I've got a little bit of follow-up. You'll remember that my uh, Fantastical subscription was coming to an end. And, oh, I've been waiting and for this. I had discussed the various options. So my Fantastical subscription has now come to an end. And I went one step further. I deleted all the apps. So there's no... There is no going All back. of what apps? Fantastical and the, and the um, card hop. So all of those have been deleted from all devices. So I am now entering a whole new phase with no Fantastical in my life, which has been there and thereabouts for many, many years. You didn't even try to see what the the, the free nah, offering did for you? You nah. just said, you it know It came what? up with a banner no. straight away. It was like, you are the product, was, yeah. Jason. Remember, you are the product. Exactly. Oh, sorry. My, I always forget that. Canyon.blog um, slash apologies. safe. Canyon.blog slash safe. So, look, I've gone with that. The one, the one um, sort of affordance I did change was that I changed my um, keyboard shortcut in... What's the, what's the app I use now? Raycast. In Raycast, I would always type fan for Fantastical to load. Fan man in the stand. That is so ingrained in me that I realized that I would type fan and something random would come up because Fantastical was no longer there. So I reconfigured it so my sh- now when I type fan, busy cow is the response. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I type fan. <laughs> oh my I type god! Fan and and the first match is busy cow. I just did it now. I'm going to propose something radical. Look, Andrew. Yeah. You take your mouse or trackpad and you move the pointer to the icon that aligns with the app that you're using, rather than typing an even more abstracted set of characters that do not even represent the thing that you're talking about. I ain't got no time for that. Hands on the keyboard. Are you using? Are you using? V- are you using Emacs or Vim <laughs> key bindings to do this FAN to BusyCal? Which, which? No, it's a special. It's a feature. It's a feature in Raycast, man. You can just set a. Tr- you can set oh, a trigger. Okay. I've, I've, so that's what I did. Is this org mode? We're using oh org mode goodness. now. So that, this is very. So that's basic. That probably gives away a lot. On my Mac, I am pretty much using BusyCal as part of setup. If you're interested in setup, just go to canyon.blog slash save. You'll find a referral code. You can try it yourself. Um, <laughs> sure. That is you. That's too. That's that is too like f- that flow is too smooth. I hate how smooth that flow is. If you. That's what he says to his kids in the morning. It's like, would you like some Cheerios? Or could I recommend that you visit setup through canyon.blog slash save and you'll find a referral code to the newest cereal. I think he's putting like little cards in their lunch. It has like a QR code on it for like the teacher to like hand out or that's something. A good, that's yeah. a good idea. So anyway, so BusyCal is probably won the war on the desktop. I will, I'm, I'm, and I'll secondarily use Calendar if I feel like I need to secondarily use a calendar. And thirdly, I'll use Fant- uh, FastMail's built-in calendar, which is my calendar backend if I need a third option. So I've, I'm living with that. That's fine. Um, on the iOS devices, I'm sort of a little bit in number of camps. I'm trying BusyCal there. I'm trying Calendar 366. I'm trying TimePage. But, guys, huge news. Overall, apart from a couple of minor annoyances, the default Apple-supplied calendar app is not terrible. No sh- Whoa. 
Whoa. It is not terrible. It, it, My goodness. It has quite a lot of stuff. I know. It, will, like, it can pre-populate locations. It's quite clever about that. When you do do a location, it puts a nice, very quickly puts that nice little map and a street view thing. Um, Turns out. It, it looks like a calendar, which is also very helpful. Whoa, what? Does it have all of the days and everything? It the does. Weeks? I mean- Sans stitching nowadays, but you can oh, imagine that if you well, want. Well, you know. So there's you a couple of things I don't like about how, you know, the way that it presents you, a day view and then suddenly you jump out to a month view. And it's a bit, I would like to see those more merged rather than individual viewpoint viewports. But overall, got to say, calendar, big thumbs up. You heard, you heard it here last, folks. <laughs> Host of Hemispheric Views, Andrew Canyon is the new Mr. Default. All that to say is that I think I don't need Fantastical. And the idea that they put it, they've only got themselves to blame. If they hadn't moved their pricing, I would have just subscribed again. They increased their pricing and it wasn't for me anymore. So I moved on and I'm quite happy. And are you typing an FAN to open calendar now? No, no, it's still busy. On the Mac, I still prefer BusyCal, I think. All right. So you're still going to have that split. And the final thing, the final thing I've got to say is all of this, um, my booking system, again, I was using cal.com, linked back to Fastmail. I suddenly realized that I kept getting people booking meetings in times that were already filled with events. Not ideal. It seems like not how that's supposed to work, but okay. Exactly. So I've kind of moved on from that. I've My continual search for booking apps carries forward. And now I've moved on to simplymeet.me. And that seems to actually work. And what does that cost? Uh, I'm using the free version. Ah, okay. Because because I'm happy to be the product. Because <laughs> if, if you're not paying to book your meetings, you are they, the they didn't have a, they, product. Look, they didn't. They seem to offer a referral code system, so there was really no point in me buying it. Ah, well, that's yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not offering a payment in which I can get a referral, you are not on my canyon.blog slash save platform. So there you go. Follow up at the end of the show. Follow up from a previous show. Calendar.app. There it is. 